In this episode, we discuss Skyline, so named because that's the only part of Los Angeles you get to see in the film. Welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. Yeah, I'm uh, Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. We're all back together, but first I want to address the casual <laughs> gum-chewing way. Stuart, put... Yeah, your... I was going to try that out. What, no. what do you think? It's, do not chew gum I on the I get the, the feeling that you're a cool guy who doesn't care what other people think. <laughs> Sung- I, it's because I'm not wearing you're sunglasses, You're going to right? disgust everyone who's listening. Just put it okay, away fine. until I... What if it. I just do this the whole time? No, that would be bad, too. Uh, I shouldn't put it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, you shouldn't stick the gum on your phone. Well, guys, uh, thanks for thanks for doing this before the podcast started. <laughs> Settling up. <laughs> We're really getting out of the gate with a bang tonight. Uh, Elliot, you've been away in France. That is true. Mon Cherie. Spot, St- spying, I assume. Okay. Yes, I was spying in France. <laughs> I thought you were doing America. bad movie research for the podcast. I was. I was seeing what bad movies life. are making a splash in France, and Drive Angry 3D advertised everywhere. Yeah? There were ads How for you, all over the place in Paris. What's it called in France? Drive Angry 3D. Oh, okay. That's, they not, that's not all the American... Dri- drive a triste, right? <laughs> right? That's... I don't know. Trois de. <laughs> yeah. Not a, a lot of a lot no, of the American movies stuff. in France. They did not. They do not translate the titles. For instance, The King's Speech. They do translate, but True Grit just is called True Grit. Well, yeah, I don't think there's, there's no there's French a, equivalent for grit. I have to assume there is. No, they're they're a weak. Well, there's a, a French word people. for there's a French word for true. Yeah, I assume. Vrai. What? Vrai. What, what's that? True. What's it true about? Which is true. Yeah, but I don't, we're not, we don't know anyone who Yeah, means. this is a hilarious. <laughs> the classic Flophouse bit, we don't know French. <laughs> hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> Why are we uh, so off our game? It's because we're doing this during the day. We're doing it not at night after a long day of work, but instead during the day. When we're night. relaxed and, <laughs> and we should. Not focused. I just woke up, mm-hmm. so. And then you woke up to an, one of the more, one of the duller movies. Yeah, like, despite the uh, the monsters, despite the absence of, mon- yeah. of brain eating monsters. Yeah. Now, Elliot, we watched Skyline, which was uh, not based on the Chili of the same name. What was what was it actually? What was the story of this? Recommended film? by Elliot because Elliot was chomping at the bit to watch Skyline. No, not recall. at all. I was. Do I not recall correctly? Did not suggest it and was dubious at best. <laughs> I believe it was you Daniel McCoy. You want to watch uh, The Surveyor's Apprentice. Or I was more interested in watching Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. yeah. But uh, – and I, I mostly I just didn't want to watch Cats and Dogs, The Return of Kitty Galore. Right. Pussy Galore? Isn't that what it- – <laughs> That's – every time I say the title, I have to stop for a second and stop myself from saying Pussy Galore. Yeah. You have to stop and remember that kids don't know what pussy is. Nope. But they know that kitty and pussy are the same word, <laughs> so the joke still works for them. <laughs> yep. Anyway, Skyline, huh? Well, it's like Cloverfield, but with aliens, and they don't leave the house, basically. (laughs) (laughs) We're with a bunch of unlikable young people, and also... um, Played by a couple of unlikable television stars. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, what's-his-name from Dexter is in it. Yeah, the guy played Angel. Let's just call him Angel, because we don't know. 
And uh, I was going to call him Dexter. Is that? It's <laughs> a different confusing. character. That's okay. a different guy. But I was because he's in Dexter. That doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but Michael C. Hall plays Dexter. Okay, well, the we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out as the podcast. <laughs> Which, you can edit it. Who, who plays Skyline it. in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> but basically, LA. <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of people are in a high rise apartment building in L.A. When, that's basically empty. That's basically empty. It's new. There's not a lot of people in the building. Aliens attack, and these people proceed to. Not leave the building very much. They kind of yeah. just hang out in their room. They try to leave once and a monster attacks them. And they have to run back inside. Cause... And yeah. And it's like this – This what could have been a very exciting movie is happening outside of their building while they sit around and wait for it to end. Yeah. Until the end when they finally get out of the apartment and there's aliens and monsters and, and airplanes exploding and their brains are being sucked out of their heads. And all that manages to still be super boring. Yeah. Yep. Well, until like the craziest shit happens at the very end of the movie, but I think we should save that till a little later. Okay. Yeah. The ending is you. This this is a movie that is like an hour and a half long, and really it should be the first like twenty five minutes of a different movie. And the movie fart starts getting interesting. Farts getting fart- interesting. <laughs> I was wondering if you guys heard that. The movie farts getting interesting like literally forty seconds before the credits roll. Like yeah. it's. Is really and the whole time the movie. Do you think that's setting it up for a sequel? <laughs> Do you think that was the Skyline Two? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe. I mean, every movie nowadays maybe a sequel. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the King's Speech I assume was set up for a sequel. Like every movie, you have to assume they're going to do a sequel of it or a reboot. Well, they gave that King a, a number at the end of his name already, so mm-hmm. you know that's just that's tipping your hand. Yeah. They can do prequels then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so they're this... like babies in a in a castle. Yeah. <laughs> yep. King babies. <laughs> Uh, it's Castle Babies, actually, but that's okay. <laughs> really? I'm working on my screenplay. It's so, a treatment right now. <laughs> I'm going to give you the treatment. Ooh. I was surprised. Um, you know, we're watching this movie, and uh, apparently we were not watching Battle of Los Angeles in theaters now. No, we were watching Skyline, yeah. which is, I guess, the special effects demo reel for Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, I guess we should. I mean, there was uh, some sort of... Brouhaha. Yeah, there was a there was a, a a civil suit. Sure, the makers of Battle of Los Angeles sued the brothers Strauss, which is the, the irritating name of the filmmakers of Skyline, uh, who did special effects on Battle of Los Angeles and sued them, thinking that they had stolen uh, some of the Battle L.A. effects. Well, because they worked on Battle of Los Angeles, right? Yeah, and uh, and then it was settled out of court. So I think it was settled by they great. think they must have shown the judge both movies, and the judge was like. Are you really fucking arguing over this? <laughs> over these pieces of garbage? Yeah. So they settled it. Um, so that was a piece of trivia that will be of interest to no one. Well, but it's interesting because... <laughs> quickly forgotten. This does feel like a, a hastily made movie thrown together to take advantage of resources that they have. On. It like yeah. it feels like those Roger Corman movies were like he had a gorilla suit yeah. for one movie. And a castle. And a castle. So it's like, look, we've got these for another two days. Let's write another gorilla castle movie. <laughs> Yeah. And that, yeah. that movie and already sounds so much better than the one we just saw. And that's how we came up with Gorilla Castle Freak. <laughs> that's the sequel to King Gorilla. <laughs> Gorilla Castle Freak. <laughs> and Gorilla in the Family. Sure. Invisible Gorilla Yak. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it does. It feels like a quickly made movie to take it. Like it, it almost feels like an exploitation movie that has a super high special effects budget mm-hmm. and no understanding of what exploitation is of what's exciting about a movie yeah. they, they had a full weekend with this apartment building before people started moving in and they're <laughs> like, okay everybody let's come over 
I got all this liquor that we'll use as props throughout the movie. <laughs> we'll drink it, party, and shoot this fucking crazy movie. And I'll just add in the monsters later. So just make yep. up stuff and pretend there's Imagine monsters. Imagine it's beautiful. Imagine the uh, tentacle is attacking you. Just, but, oh, 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 there oh, comes the oh, tentacle. Oh, but oh, don't, say, oh. don't say alien at any point because we haven't decided what the aliens, what <laughs> the, the we, things This could still like. be a devil's movie. So that's <laughs> the thing, yeah. There's it could be a devil in the elevator. Spaceships come Dragons, down from the sky. It could be almost there's anything. techno-organic monsters that are eating people. And never does anyone say aliens or yeah, or even monsters. Me. They just say like those things, they, that yep. thing. One guy makes it. a Bible reference to the rapture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the first thing the spaceships do is they hover over L.A. and project a blue light which hypnotizes people into walking towards them. And then they – It makes their face all veiny and, and shit. Yeah, and it makes their face veiny and their eyes go pupilless. And then – the people are sucked up into into the maw of the spaceship, brought pulled into the sky. All right, well, let's explore. A la the Julianne Moore movie, what was it, The Forgotten, something like that? Yeah. Let's explore the ammo of these aliens, because it makes not a bit of sense. The Elmo? Of the aliens? <laughs> yes. The Babians? So the aliens come down. Sure. They uh, shine this bright blue light. Yes, it's almost like they're checking if people are drunk. Which draws people out of their houses, I guess. Yes. All the easier for them to use their giant sky vacuums to pull them into the sky. Yes, where they then take their brains out. Yeah, but also I don't know, but for some reason the bright blue light creates these uh, black veiny things underneath the skin of the yeah. people and does things to their eyes. So there's some sort of uh, genetic change that's going on there that comes into play basically not at all. Well, very briefly, Eric Belfour... Belf- Balfour is strong our enough hero, to Eric look, Balfour. Horse our face. hero is a very loose our definition. Horseface, uh, <laughs> horseface McMustache. <laughs> hero. Uh, he he can lift Angel up with one hand at one mm-hmm. point, and it's kind of implied that because he looked into the blue light but wasn't taken by the aliens, that now he's like super strong, or there's something different about him. And like that he can pl- focus his like his inner alien powers. Yeah, like, he's like Iron Fist. Yeah, you wouldn't like him if he gets angry or something. <laughs> and that kind of comes into play in the last 25 seconds, 40 seconds of the movie. Right. But otherwise, he just every now and then he's got veins all over him and you don't know why. But why these aliens are here, not not ever made clear. They, they come down and, and what they do is uh, these aliens take humans' brains – and put them in replace, and they put them in the place of their own brains that already look like human brains. So, I'm not really sure. Like they already had brains. I don't know whether I don't know if they're eating the brains or they get like electrical energy from the brains or something. But you'll see yeah. a, you'll see a monster will with a tentacle. It'll sh- it'll suck a brain out of someone's head and then put it into its own head. Yeah, and then just walk away. But it know. seems like. But it seems like a lot of these aliens already have brains. Like, are the, are are we to believe that those are brains that came from like people that were killed earlier in the movie? We just didn't see that. Maybe, or, or like they, I, they like have factory brains that have a limited warranty. <laughs> they've got to replace them with better. Maybe brains. this has all happened before in human history, and these brain batteries have finally yep. run out. So Maybe. they're coming they back through, to replace uh, their brains. Yeah, and one of them stargates. They might have picked up a load of bad brains by accident, thinking <laughs> sure. it was the band's bad brains. Right. Sure. <laughs> Abby normal. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, it's the alien – well, here's the here's why the aliens are never explained because we're seeing a street-level view of an alien oh, invasion. Oh, that's what they're doing. It's a real amazing gimmick, and this is something I was talking to you guys during the movie about, that this sounds like a really cool premise. Like it's an alien invasion, but we're just going to see it from the point of view of like 
a couple scattered people. Like Joe not, Average. Not, yeah, like Night of the Living Dead, but Donald Faison from Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, what's Scrubs doing nowadays? <laughs> Scrubsy was in this film, by the and, way. And uh, a guy from Scrubs was in it. And <laughs> Scrubsy, he's Scrubsy. called. <laughs> Scrubsy McScrubs. And, but, like, what the, the outcome of it is that the characters have no idea what's going on, but not in an interesting, like, shit, we don't know what's going on, but we got to get out of here. More of a, like, what's going on outside? I don't know, man. Okay. And any you see all these fighter jets come and attack the main mothership, but you don't have no idea who's flying these planes. Yeah. Like, we don't really care. Well, you know? not only are, are these characters watching it from, like, the window of this building, they're watching it through a telescope that is hooked up to a TV. video camera. Like, it goes to the TV, so they're watching the TV out the window. So it's another level of removal from the action. Yeah, so, we're watching characters watch... TV of the action. Yeah. Yeah. And it's – and there's this one like – there's a, I, I will say maybe the filmmakers worked well in this, but there's one part where these fighter jets are all escorting a stealth bomber that's going towards this mothership. And the stealth bomber is almost there. It's almost making it. And it's fighter it's jet escort is being mm-hmm. blown up. Yeah, it's a whole dog fight in the sky, a hot dog fight even. Yeah. And you're hot like, dog movie like yep, fight. Dog. and you're like, man, I wish I knew who was inside that bomber because it looks like he's having an exciting movie experience right now. Yeah, yeah Randy Quaid's probably in there. So, <laughs> no, he's a crop duster. Uh-huh. They're not gonna. I mean, he does get to use a fighter jet. It's probably but. Bill Pullman. Okay, Bill Bill Paxton. No, Pullman. It's probably Bill Paxman. <laughs> okay, he's probably a loaf of Pullman bread. <laughs> sure. Bill Poulton. Yeah. Um, probably George other Plimpton. names. Any, uh, yeah. <laughs> George Clinton. <laughs> yeah. He was filming an episode of Mousecarpiece Theater. It's probably Lipton's iced tea. <laughs> yep. Anyway, point is... Skip Jump Jack. <laughs> they, blow up, they blow up the mothership with a big nuke. With a nuke. They, they nuke this mothership, which is... In the heart of Los Angeles. In the heart of Los Angeles and not far from where our heroes are. And the heroes just kind of shake it off. Like, yeah. they all look away from the blast and throw themselves on the ground. And I guess the radiation passes over their heads. Like, yep. they're fine. Like bullet time. Yeah, I think and and Angel goes like and the and the mothership falls to the ground and it looks like it's dead and then it turns out it's not and it flies back up again. But for a minute they're like Angel's like this is it. They know what to do. They know how to stop them. It's like oh you yeah, threw a nuclear po- weapon just at them. Just poison the world with a bunch of nukes. <laughs> like real great plan. Like it's a, I don't know how they didn't think of this one yet. Yep, this giant spaceship that was hoovering up human beings is now a giant irradiated wreckage <laughs> in the middle of one of our bigger cities. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> What's I mean, like, worse say, at this point? <laughs> say what you will about Independence Day. At least they made a big deal about the fact that like they throwing a nuke, nuke at it would be maybe not the greatest thing. Yeah. The uh, There's also a lot of arguing over – it seems like the, the characters at times seem to think how the aliens work and don't. They're like, we got to get to the marina and get a boat. The aliens aren't over the water. It's like – I mean, it doesn't mean that it's not like the water is a safe place. Yeah, I think you're you're, uh, confusing correlation and causation. I mean, maybe uh, just because there aren't a lot of people out in the water, they can suck up to their brain factory. They're not sucking up seals. Yeah. Seal brains are no good for their machines. And it doesn't matter because the characters never... Dolphin brains are way too powerful. The characters never get out of the building anyway. They just get to the roof. It's the most there's frustrating no thing. Of, like they, they, there's a time when the, like they're about to get out of the, the building. And I'm like, all right, that's what, the movie's <laughs> gonna start getting cooking. No, nope. and then like immediately half of the cast dies and they're chased back into the parking Scrubs garage. Scrubs gets eaten by a monster. <laughs> yeah, 
And they're like, oh, okay, they're not leaving this building. They're also the kind of... The big climax of this movie consists of Eric Balfour and his girlfriend running back and forth from different corners of the top of this building (laughs) that they've been in the entire time. Well, a huge battle goes on above them that we don't see that much of. And they fight a monster where it's like, this is a monster that shrugged off bullets, Mm -hmm. and then Eric Balfour starts hitting it with an axe, and he's... Well, at the end, he punches it to death. But but he might have his his super vein strength by that point. I think that might be it. Still, he's still got a human body. That's true. He does punch it, a giant vagina-faced alien with tentacles to death. Yep. And, and that sounds, again, sounds way cooler than it actually is. Well, see, I don't know if you you caught this, but that uh, alien was threatening his unborn child. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. just the type of guy where family's the most important thing. Like, <laughs> that's true. He'll lay it all he on will, the line he for will family. He punch an alien to death for his family. Oh, that's yeah. right. And it turns out, we, we find out earlier in the movie that his girlfriend is pregnant. How do we find that one out, Alien? Uh, well, she gets sick. In the morning. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we know she's pregnant because a woman or throws up in the morning. She doesn't, she doesn't have anything to drink. And, uh, but also she says to him, I'm late. And he goes, what? And she goes, I'm late. I took a test. <laughs> took and, a test. Uh, it was called a uh, calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it proves called, that I am in fact late. And, <laughs> it's called, are you bleeding from the vagina test? <laughs> and uh, I, what do you, I forget if it was Stuart, I think more views, but uh, pointed out that like, if you took a test, then you're pregnant. Like, yeah, you don't say you don't I'm say late anymore. Point. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh man! And we're the uh, yeah, and it is a boring. And <laughs> yeah. they don't mention the pregnancy that much, but it occasionally comes up. Like one of the characters starts smoking a cigarette, and she goes, "I gotta go." The smoke. Well, I'm they spend pregnant. the first twenty minutes of the movie aggressively not defining our heroes. Yes. Then a bunch of lights fall well, we know, in the sky. We know, well, then half of our heroes die. It opens with the lights yeah. falling. And they hang around. The lights come down from the sky and our heroes wake up and see these lights. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts Starts back. with a bang is Starts, what you're saying. Yes. And then Scott. hours earlier. After, after the hundred different production companies that are made in this movie have their yeah. – it says like, you know, like a Strauss Brothers production – Rogue, Brought to you Rogue by pictures. Rogue Pictures Hydraulics. in association with Hydraulics <laughs> and and Relativity something. Yeah. In accordance with Rat Pictures. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, it, you know, when does this movie get started? So then it's Ratner, like, by the way. Then Rat we Ratner's have this. Company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It should be called. Rat Tail. Not a lot of, not a lot of effort <laughs> movies. Rat Tail. Rat Fink Productions. In accordance with Boo Boo Films. <laughs> Rat Fink of Boo Boo Studios. <laughs> The uh, so it's a, they see this blue light. One of their number, who is an expendable nobody, gets sucked up by the aliens. And then it says skyline in big words. Then we jump back fifteen hours earlier mm-hmm. to when Eric Balfour and his every, girlfriend every TV show on television style. <laughs> uh, Eric Balfour and his girlfriend show up in L.A. to meet their friend Scrubs and his wife. And Scrubs is a famous something like yeah. or rich. Guy? I, I did not get. I think he works in, with clear. special effects or something, or movies or something. And he, he wants, but he didn't work on special effects. He's got the penthouse. He's like a he's like a movie star or something. I don't know. I and think he was wanting Eric think, Balfour. To I don't do think he's believable effects. as a movie star. No, but he's all jacked, Stewart. I mean, he was barely believable as a TV mm. star, and he was on a TV show for years. Um, and he's not that jacked. Yeah, one of the things he's more barrel chested. Yeah, I think the thing that's most interesting is that they they show us this like you know this this hard opening. Okay. And then it goes back in time 15 hours to get us back to the point of the opening of the movie. But all that time doesn't give us any more information or make the characters any more likable. All it tells us is that she's pregnant and Scrubs which is cheating on his guessed. wife. Which we could have all, It's all stuff that could have been revealed during the alien attack. 
Yeah, and Scrub's cheating on his wife. That doesn't play into anything. Well, he and his mistress get killed in the car by an alien. Oh, I guess we're supposed to feel good about it then. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the thing. It was Yeah, they get killed, and I was like, I guess that's the movie's morality? Because <laughs> well, his wife is also morality. set up as a total bitch. Yeah. It's not the movie. The aliens don't like people cheating on the- Maybe that's it, that the aliens are targeting adulterers mm-hmm. to yeah. steal their cheating brains. Like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> well, that's just the Wait, uh, Jason the, Voorhees the sexually is an adulterer, pro- uh, or? prolific. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think he hides his identity? Why yeah. Why do you think his face is all messed up? Oh, it was learning. burned by acid after he <laughs> cheated on his child bride. His child bride. <laughs> yeah, because he was a little kid. Uh, I don't okay. know. I'll work on the story. Okay. Come back. Come back to me in about ten minutes. Uh, so it's not. It's a boring movie. It's a it's a boring alien invasion movie. It's boring until until the very end <laughs> when a whole lot of shit explodes above the roof and then our main character should we say what happens? Yeah, please. Yeah. Let's get into it. So our, it's the only interesting thing in the movie. So the main couple uh sure. Eric Balfour and the girl, I don't remember her name. Pregnant girl. And pregnant girl. They fought an alien, he beat it up with his hands, but then uh-oh, spaceship above them. They start getting sucked into the blue light. As they're floating in the air, they kiss in midair, which Stuart mentioned was a 100-point move. (laughs) Perfect example of human affection. (laughs) They go up into this spaceship where there's just like – it's kind of like the inside of the spaceship in Fire in the Sky. Everything in this movie seems to be stolen from another movie. It's like this kind of oily, gross – Techno organic, well, yeah, like place. matrixy, yeah, matrixy, mm-hmm. where people are just kind of lying around in oil, and an alien tentacle keeps p- picking up random people and pulling their heads off and taking their brains out, and the brains go through a tube <laughs> that ends up being put into the heads of other things. Now, all the brains go glow blue except for the brain that comes out of Eric Balfour's head, which glows what red? Yeah, yep. And when that, gets who knows p- why? Again, another thing in the movie, not explained. And the brains are being put into these kind of like hulking monster bodies. But when that brain goes into the, a monster body, suddenly it's still him. Yeah. Like yeah. Eric, is, Eric Balfour literally shakes it off. He is such a, him and takes yeah, he kind shaking of his head and shaking being like, his head and oh, taking his head into monster now. personality. You yeah. know, as evidenced through the rest of the film. And when mm-hmm. the and the aliens seem to be taking pregnant women and putting them in a different section and then for the double harvesting, I guess what so. can only assume. And the yeah. Eric Balfour monster fights away some kind of yeah. He hears her scream. Or, he hears Don't her take screaming my baby or something. and sees that it's his girl and fights off the the spaceship tentacle and then like soothes her and then in still images yeah. as the credits start rolling. Not even it's like Fumetti photo comics. It's not even it doesn't move. You see him. Fight another monster and then pick her up and run away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the man thing, you know. <laughs> it's and it's like, wait, what? That should have been the climax of the movie. Is him and her like running out? And- that should have been thirty-five, forty minutes in. His brain gets put in an alien body. Yeah. They have to be on the run, and she has to get used to the fact that her love is now an alien monster. Yeah. Okay. That's a movie. That movie's not called Skyline. It is called what? Alien Fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, though, instead, this movie ends like with like the world in ruins. Our heroes have been sucked up. One of their heads gets ripped off. That brain gets put in a monster, and we're done, basically. And that's it. A yeah. monster that has arguably more screen presence than Eric Balfour. Yeah, yeah. Once he gets, that's the thing. The the 
monster body is more charismatic than the lead of the movie. I was saying I was hoping that there'd be an end of credits tag where the monster and his wife are now on like a, a, a Caribbean beach <laughs> sipping pina coladas together. Yep. Possibly with a little barbecue next to him, and the barbecue is a burning alien that roasting, uh, roasting their meat. So he's it. got an apron that says, kiss me, I'm alien. <laughs> I'm the alien cook. I mean, he's still Kiss a the cook. alien yeah. cook. And she's cradling her baby in her, in her arms, and then there's a cut on the baby as the eyes glow, and yeah. then freeze frame. And yeah. then, Skyline! Yep. David Lee Roth, Skyline! Yeah, mm-hmm. if only. What a movie! We just we just made a much stupider and better movie. <laughs> do the fan cut of Skyline. It's a but it's this feels like a fan like this doesn't feel that different from those movies you see on YouTube where it's like two guys fighting with lightsabers. Yeah, and it's homemade, but the special effects really good. Yeah, it looks like a, yeah, it looks look like really a proof good. of concept. Yeah, it's like okay, this looks like the type you of guys movie can get that, a job on a better movie. Yeah. This is the type of movie that like you're walking around Comic Con and these guys have a shitty little booth. And yeah, yeah, like. Act, like very actively trying to get this hot girl to sell this movie to you. Mm-hmm. somebody's girlfriend. Somebody's girlfriend dressed is... up in cosplay costume just yeah. for that weekend. What kind of cosplay costume, Stuart? Um, in this case, it would be uh, I don't know a pregnant woman in Los Angeles. Oh, see, I, was, I thought you were going to say sexy Naruto. I see, <laughs> sexy Naruto. Yeah, I guess it would work for Skyline. <sighs> Even the alien designs like aren't aren't original or good. I mean, like the, the actual special effects—they're not bad. Are special pretty well effects. done. They are well they, done. All, special all of, like the looks of the aliens are derivative of like they took like four other things and threw them together. Yeah, and uh, there's no real continuity. There's like a hundred different types of different aliens. types of aliens, and you're kind of like, okay, I'm not really sure what differentiates this type of alien <laughs> from this other type. Like, or, are they the same species, or do they work together, or yeah, are they pals? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and you said you They're said from d- neighboring planets. <laughs> you said during the movie that it really would have benefited from some kind of a scientist character, or like mm-hmm. even like a little kid who's like a nerd who's like, oh, well, this type of alien is clearly a worker alien. Yeah. Or even like the there's a part where they turn on the TV. I'm sure, the Big Bang Theory kids weren't doing anything. Like <laughs> there's a part where they t- that would be see. There's an entertaining movie as a bunch of guys with Asperger syndrome have to have to survive an alien attack and they hate each other. But oh, the uh, awesome they they turn on the TV in the morning and it's just live shots of empty news desks, which <laughs> that, doesn't yes, make sense. It's like look the the news anchors got sucked up by, yeah, by spaceships. We, I guess we, we'll we just show the desk. We turn on the camera. And then everyone got sucked up in the vacuum vacuum body machine, and then we just the, the live feed was still going but out it's a, it on all channels. I would have liked it if the aliens were sitting at the desk. <laughs> Today's top story. Brains. Come outside. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. Blue lights are healthy for you. Uh, early reports of aliens. Uh, exaggerated. <laughs> Incorrect. Coming up, what is inside your house that could be killing you? <laughs> Go outside now. Uh, but the like it would have benefited from at least one appearance of a person on TV or the radio or something just to give us some context. Unless they're going to make the point of the movie that these characters are really confused, and that wasn't the point of the movie. The point of the movie was the characters. Came the audience outside. is really confused. Yeah, well, the audience is hateful of the entire experience because, like, you know, Night of the Living Dead is the best example of this, where the characters don't really know what's going on, and even the stuff the TV tells them may or may not be true. Yeah, but you still get a sense of like. 
even if I don't know all the details and I still feel like there's chaos outside, I still get what's happening. Like, well, and I said too, as we're watching it, like the reason staying in one location works for Night of the Living Dead is because, you know, zombies are such a, I mean, they're, they're a formidable uh, enemy because there's so many of them, but they're not like visually crazy or anything. It's just a bunch of people outside your house. Whereas this movie is like, oh, there's a bunch of really exciting explosions going on outside that we're not getting to see. Let's we're keep stuck the blinds down. Yep. Most of the yeah. movie, the, the blinds are down and you can't see outside, which is... and But then they don't even play up that like that possibility where there is crazy shit going, outside, going on outside or off camera. And you have to rely on the character's reactions yeah. to like make it important or make it... You didn't you even get, like, like, the sense of, like, the t- mounting tension of uh, being stuck in this apartment. Like, the big dramatic thing was when the uh, toilet stopped flushing. Like, oh, okay, I guess society's falling apart now. The toilet stopped flushing. <laughs> we got to get out of this apartment. The thing, it, you, the aliens turned off the water. Yep. They were the, getting their space bugs bill. <laughs> space bugs. <laughs> this is 45 space bucks. <laughs> like, I only, what's the, I refuse the to keep. Rate? I refuse to keep paying this, this this space bucks bill for these uh, humans. I don't even water. know why we should say space dollars, but everyone just went with space bucks. But the it's in theory this should be like Cloverfield does this a little better, where it's a bunch of people who happen to keep getting mixed up in what's going on, mm-hmm. even though they're no even though they're nobodies and they're really irritating fucking people that you hate. But uh, or but at least that was house. my experience. But at least they leave the house. But in this one, it feels like it almost feels like the alien invasion is being presented for the people in the apartment like you know, as they're if, pretty irritating but at least they went outside every <laughs> once in a while <laughs> at least they weren't sitting on their butts but it like this movie it feels like it almost feels like these are supposed to be nobody it's just like everyday folks but the alien invasion only happens around where they are they don't uh everything is kind of centered around the building they're at even though there's no reason for it it wants to the movie wants to have it both ways so it feels fake the whole time you know, yeah. It tries. To, I think it tries too hard to throw in moments of action when, if you're trying to make it low budget, at least maybe focus more on people trying to figure out their situation and talk about things like, "I think they're aliens" or something. Yeah, or give the characters personality traits, which these don't have. Well, also, I like a movie. Pregnant is a personality. Trait. It is not a personality trait. <laughs> Cheating on and your wife is a personality here. Are their personality trait. traits. Cheating on their wife is one guy. Pregnant is one girl. One girl is a bitch who smokes. The other guy is good at drawing. Mm-hmm. And the other girl is the first guy's assistant. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that, those are their only personality traits. The, guy, the first guy who gets killed uh, or gets just taken by the aliens has the most personality of any of them, and he's an asshole. Like his personality is just that he's a jerk. Yeah. But at least he has a personality. And our two, uh, our two male leads for a while are named Jerry and Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like uh, they could have... Uh, Changed it up a bit. At least come up with a name that has two letters difference. I also want to make uh, Terry and Jari. I'll, actually, I'll, Jari. I'll save my last criticism for the uh, final judgments, which I think we should get into. Should we do final judgments now? Let's do it. Okay. Final judgments. Final judgments. Skyline. <laughs> Is this a good bad Skyline movie? Judgments. A bad bad movie, a movie you actually liked. I'm gonna start off. I say it's a bad bad movie. The movie had a lot of crazy shit in it, but the problem with it was. Uh, I mean, I don't mind a movie that has a bunch of, like, plot holes if, like, they jack up that craziness and yeah. make it entertaining. The problem with this movie is there's a bunch of stuff that didn't make any sense. 
Uh, and it was then buttressed by a lot of scenes of people doing nothing in a room. <laughs> Literally and, just sitting around. And then at the end, the craziest thing in the movie happened, and then it was over. Because the, the good filmmaker always leaves you wanting more. Yeah, yes. I wanted it more earlier. So it just even if the characters reacted to things in a larger way, like so often it was like, oh, 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 oh. But even if like there was one character who was like, shit, what's that? You know, or just in some way did a like reacted in a way where it was like, oh, okay, we're supposed to have fun watching this. Like we're yeah. not supposed to be. It took itself too seriously. Well, one example of. I mean, not this movie taking took itself very seriously. Yeah. One example of not taking itself seriously, but uh, but an example of like reacting in too small a way is when Scrubsy kept trying to use a handgun to shoot these giant <laughs> alien creatures. But even then, like the movie should, could have had fun with that and have another character point out, like, "What are you doing? That is not going to help you." Yeah. And at the end, like he wasn't even able to shoot. A door lock open. Mm-hmm. That's the he, he does waste like six bullets trying to open a door. That's 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 the closest the movie got to being clever. Actually, it was when they he kept trying to shoot that door open, <laughs> and it was obviously a dumb idea. <laughs> There's Angel takes out a an alien by op- setting start opening the gas on a stove, yep. and then lighting a fire and it's like doesn't work at first and then finally he lights it and he says what like via con dios or yep. something son of a and bitch it, or you something. son of a bitch and it's like. If you're going to make a big stupid movie about aliens attacking a building, like, you should have more dumb stuff like that in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. have some fun with it instead of... Yeah, and then have the explosion happen and you see uh, Angel's body, like, <laughs> smiling and, like, crossing himself as no, he flies. I think that's a little too much. <laughs> well, well, you know... Or even if you're going gonna... to... shoot, Some of us just shoot for the stars, Elliot. Yeah, that's true. But I like to keep my feet on the ground. Yeah. But, that sounds like a bad, bad movie But even you, a movie like... Yes, even the movie like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is a movie that takes aliens very seriously, has jokes and funny moments and like fun things in it, you know. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was a bad, bad movie also. Stuart? Yeah, I mean there's no moments where you can – I just – I, I uh, they, they – it's not very exciting and any chance for us to try and care about these characters would be maybe through like the friendship or the relationships – and I hate a movie where you have two friends that don't seem to, like, have any reason to be friends at all. And don't like, seem to know each other. Or get, like, yeah, it's like Miami Vice, the movie that has no jokes. <laughs> like, nobody smiles for any reason. So, yeah, it's a bad, bad movie, not fun. Yeah, it's a it's a kind of a software demo reel that takes itself very seriously. Yeah. Okay. Skyline! Well, I've got, I got something. I got some letters I want to read, but before I do that, I want to thank everyone uh, who made donations uh, this month. Thank you. Thank you. I want to say thanks to Timothy M., Ksenia Y., Dimitri T., and Brian S. Thank you. And as always, if you are an eccentric millionaire or know an eccentric millionaire, (laughs) please... uh, Donate or encourage uh, said millionaire to donate to the flop house. Anyone who's eccentric should donate. Yep. Yeah, anyone who is uh, Go through silly their hedge maze to want to spend <laughs> their money. Solve little contest and get them to donate. Yeah. Spend a night in their spooky mansion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you want to donate, you can go to flophousepodcast.com and do so. Solve the curse of their antiquities collection. Yep. And if you do appreciate the show, donate something. Because Dan has just sunk so much money he can't afford into this <laughs> into this prison production. Or if you don't want to, uh, if you don't want to spend actual money, canned goods are also spend, accepted. <laughs> spend some of your time by going to iTunes and leaving a review, hopefully a positive one, because that does 
uh, affect our listenership. Yeah, any any we're, any work you can do to spread the word is much appreciated. Yeah, because we rely on our fans. Well, that real grassroots organization, the Flophouse. Oh yeah, very much so. That ugly business behind us. We can get onto letters, which I know is Elliot's. I liked I like letters. Part. Yeah. Uh, this letters. I, this could be an all letters podcast. I would enjoy that. <laughs> this letter is titled Hop House. Uh, oh, Hop Flouse, actually. Sorry. Okay. I thought I, first. I, when Start it said, over. When I thought it said Hop House, I thought it was someone trying to uh, send it to a beer podcast, but it's actually Hop Flouse. Or an opium den. Yeah. Sure. And it says, uh, as someone who's a big fan of bad movies, flops, if you will, we will. I was pleasantly. I I, will. I, I, no offense to the, the writer. At this point, I think we can all agree that that's a word we would use to describe bad movies. <laughs> the name of the podcast is Flophouse. You know we will. Um, he said, "I was pleasantly surprised when I stumbled across your podcast. I give it ten out of ten Flophouses." <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah. I feel I may be too late to request this, but would highly highly recommend an episode centered around the postmodern classic GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra, as Wikipedia says. Critical reception was mostly negative, and I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> and that's sincerely Zach, last name, with help. I, uh, I like that. I like that uh, Wikipedia joke. Yeah, that was good. G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra is a bad movie. Yeah, but we've all, we all saw it on our off time is the yeah, problem. Yeah, we all saw it for, for fun. Yeah, quotes. this is what we do <laughs> for ourselves. Uh, you know what? I uh, I would not argue for it to be a good movie, but um, good because it's not. If we're going to spend a little time on GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra, I would say that I had much more fun watching that than most of the movies Certainly that we watched for the flop. Sure, except it's still well. Channing a Tatum band. has way more charisma than Eric Balfour, <laughs> which is wow. That is the backest-handed compliment <laughs> of any kind to Channing or or criticism because Channing Tatum is. Yeah. Like a like a mannequin, <laughs> but what a mannequin! <laughs> but it, it's there's GI Joe has enough things in it that are nuts to get you going, and at least there's energy in it. It's a terrible yeah. movie, and it doesn't make any sense, and it's stupid. And especially for a movie called The Rise of Cobra to end with Cobra being thrown in jail, <laughs> it really doesn't make sense. <laughs> but at least but it has people running around in robot suits, and it doesn't and it has ladies in like. And it takes itself just the right amount of seriously where mm-hmm. like the actors in it never wink at the camera except I think Brendan Fraser in his in his cameo. Yeah. <laughs> but the actors never wink at the camera but the movie knows that it's this big dumb adventure movie. Yeah. There's never a part where like a character's like – like in the climax, the character's like, you don't die on me. We're going to get you out of here. And like someone almost dies and then pulls through and they're like, oh, we almost lost you. Oh my god. This job is so difficult. Like <laughs> – we were never meant to worry about these characters because yeah. they're all cartoons, you know. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And that girl with the red hair is pretty. Yeah, Rachel Nichols. We were talking about her. She started P two. Oh yeah, next level of oh, terror. Pudgment Day. Yeah. P two. <laughs> all right. <laughs> on that note, we will move on. Uh, yeah, I ruined it. This is from. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. This is from. Do you have anything you want to say about GI Joe Stewart? Uh, no, I was gonna I was gonna talk about Pudgment Day a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like, uh, death I, by chocolate, right? <laughs> yeah, he's 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 living liquid chocolate that can turn into any any uh, shape. 
So uh, this is primarily from- bunnies and <laughs> like squares, like footballs, yeah, <laughs> cream eggs, <laughs> oranges. No, you can't do a cream egg. It's got uh, moving parts, right? Yeah, it's got. <laughs> <laughs> it can't take any cream back through time with it, so it shows up just chocolate. You can't take nougat with it. <laughs> All right, this one. Well, that's how you know it's the the, the robot chocolate egg is because there's no cream inside it. You crack it open, and it's, it's just, just more hollow. chocolate, and then it turns into a knife. I mean, it's not very dangerous because it's a chocolate knife. You can just bite off yeah. the end of it, and I mean, you want to because it's delicious. That would have been a great end of the climax where the killer, the killer chocolate cyborg, is just eaten by the hero. <laughs> Why didn't I think of this before? <laughs> I didn't realize I could just melt it down and put it on my Sunday. <laughs> Yum. Uh, okay, this is from Dash. Last name withheld. It says he has to get into what? Get into character. Just oh. when you went, it says <laughs> this is very dramatic. Right, Dash says he has to get in a glass battle with Mirror Hitler. <laughs> That quote is from Stuart in the third annual Oscar episode. I laughed so hard I almost ran off the road. So I just wanted to pass that on to you, Stuart. You and, almost uh, killed someone. Dan, Not the first time. He says, Dan, you never got back to what you thought of Terror Vision. I recently re- rewatched it and loved the experience. A supremely bizarre, hilarious movie that I would recommend to the listeners of the show. What did you think about it? Well, okay, he's referring to an old recommendation of mine. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Uh, I, I was talking about how I'd seen most of Terror Vision, and, uh, or I thought half of it at the time, and uh, I stopped it. You mean Changing Channels? Is that the movie you're thinking no. of? Terror Vision. Mm-hmm. I watched Terror Vision. Stay tuned. It, it was a week Ritter. that I... <laughs> Mom and Dad saved the world. It was a week <laughs> that I had not um, had enough time to watch movies, but I'd seen most of Terror Vision, and Matt I Mary. recommended it. And you all made fun of me for recommending something that I hadn't seen all of. Did we? Was I? Was this an episode I was on? Yeah, I don't even remember this. I and remember this. I promised that I would get back with a report on Terror Vision. So if you've been, <laughs> you did. If you've been waiting all that time, if you've been held in suspense the the months since I oh. mentioned Terror Vision. Well, they've we had fi- it for uh, they've had it out from Netflix for months. Yeah, and months. this is like, when we finally like we finally finally found out who the X Trader was. After years and years of them laying the, the clues, who was the ex trader? Turned out to be um, Carmen Sandiego. First, it was <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was that was what was so surprising about it was she wasn't even an X Men character. I'm still waiting for. An well, answer. there were two times that they revealed okay. someone who was, was supposed to be the X trader. First, Colossus mm-hmm. when he threw his threw in with Magneto. Then it turned out that wasn't it. And then Professor X when he was revealed to be Onslaught. Oh. Which led briefly to the heroes rebellion. So, Dash, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> about Terror Vision. All right, Dan, say what you thought about Terror Vision. Colossus, Peter Rasputin, painter, mutant. Uh, no. Uh, He's well, from Russia, so his last name is Rasputin. So it turns out that uh, I had one minute left in Terror Vision, because that movie is uh, 68 minutes long. <laughs> and so I thought it was. I thought there was more left. Uh, my DVR had recorded something after it, which is why I thought there was more. Uh. Uh, so I actually had seen basically all of Terror Vision. So that's the really anticlimactic finish. <laughs> that's the exact opposite. And did you like it? I did like it. That's the exact opposite of what happens whenever an element of crime is on TV. The, uh, uh, what's, why is his name escaping me now? Sam Elliott. No. Uh, <laughs> who, who did, it was, um, who did Dogville? and uh, Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier. It's one of his early movies. And every time it's on TV... TiVo thinks it is a half hour long, but it is 
two hours long. <laughs> so I've never seen the whole movie. Because every time I start to watch it and I record it, it ends at a half hour in. Uh, or, you know, so anyway. Tiva's just not a fan, a Von Trier fan. Does not want me to watch that. Okay. Well, okay. So I hope that actually answers. Uh, so this is from Jason, last name withheld. It says, I discovered the flop house through Dan's appearance on Read It and Weep, which is that was a, a good podcast. Awesome. That's a I good podcast. And yes. you did a good job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Seek it out, people. Or don't. It's all really up to you. I'm not going to come to your house and force you. He will. <laughs> but uh, he's, he says, I enjoyed that. I'm discovering the back catalog. The show is rapidly becoming my favorite show featuring a racist, Elliot, a homophobe. <laughs> Wait, how am I a racist? And a drunk, Stuart. <laughs> yeah! Drunk um, is easily the best of those three. Oh, by far that's the best of them. <laughs> also, I noticed that the uh, every time the three of you are together, Elliot makes an, a The Original Peaches joke, <laughs> which nobody else on the show ever reacts to. By contrast, I crack, crack up every time. Well, the reason uh, I don't crack up is that, as you say, he makes it every time the three of us are together. So it loses its appeal? Is that yeah. what you're saying? But are you arguing that we are not the original Peaches? Come on. Uh, I'm, well, it's I'm hilarious. not Lori Petty. That's. Um, I mean, I'd be Lori Petty. You'd be Lori Petty? You'd be yeah. Gina Davis. Okay, you're probably right. And Dan would be Rosie O'Donnell. No. <laughs> At least give me Madonna. No, I like where you're going. <laughs> At least let me be Madonna. You're the player who's really good but is unattractive. How about what, I'm was, the one, what was her name? How about I'm the one who gets married no nonsense. the movie? You could be the one whose husband dies in the war. Oh. Betty Spaghetti. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. Anyway. And I'm Lori Petty. Okay. So he says, my question is this. I appear on a podcast about games. PulpGamer.com's Out of Character. There's your plug. There's your plug out of character. <laughs> Where I'm the RPG guy. Feels so dirty. Similar to how Dan is, quote, the sad guy on your show. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> I know you're all nerdy enough to have an opinion on this. Of the movies you've watched, which one would be best when adapted to a role-playing game that you would need eight-sided dice to play? Oh, Stuart. Keep on flopping. Stuart is the specialist in this world. Uh, this is Stuart's dream question. This is super fucking easy. It's Bratz the movie. <laughs> I was going to say, it has to be Bratz. That's true, because, because they got, they got the four what type of fucking separate brat characters. You, yeah. Yeah. you got your spellcaster brat. Sports brat. <laughs> Spellcaster <laughs> Brat. Get your Paladin Brat. Sure, absolutely. Your Chaotic Evil Mage Brat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so chaotic many... Evil Mage Brat. I don't know. So many I don't good, think you can uh... be Chaotic Evil and a Brat, but oh, okay. you will talk about that later. That's true. The Brats are all Chaotic Good. So yeah. many good like non-player characters. You have that uh, Deaf DJ. That yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I totally forgot about him. Yeah. The the Deaf musician. Yeah. Who's John Voight. John Voight, sure. the principal. Yeah. And the rich girl. There's a rich girl. Well, she's the villain. Yeah. Oh, and the elephant has to be a playable character that she rides into her party. <laughs> sure. And there's a rich uh, Bratz universe. That's, that's part of her trappings. <laughs> yes. We got the Carry Nation uh, high school. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they well, yeah, in. that would be the first supplement. It would be the Carry Nation uh, <laughs> guidebook. That's yeah. not the. That's not the. Yeah, what's well, the first? I would feel like there. that's the starting set. Well, no, like the the first the main rule book would have all like all the rules for being a brat, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and evil evil villains and stuff like that, and some NPC ideas, and all the rules for creating your own. What adventures. are NPC ideas? Explain. Well, like ideas on how to get started and form a brat. Like what what makes a, what makes a brat different uh, than I a see. regular human? Like a normie is what we'd call <laughs> yeah. a sapien. I assume that that quality is bratitude. Yeah, and you, your bratitude levels will go up. Yeah, you got to well, you experience. roll to see what your base bratitude level is. Well, that yeah. would be in chapter four, bratitude. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, then then you would have the expansion pack. So you're saying the first one would be the school. Yeah, you, well, it would be like like a world book almost, where it explains like all the geography, maybe some important characters, some <laughs> adventure ideas for the for the game master or the brat master, depending on. Now, what know. other? There'd have to be a a, uh, a capsule that's all about that they're starting their music career. Sure, because that's yeah. how the movie ends. Well, that could be that could be a uh, that could either be a supplement or maybe a uh, you know a adventure pack where you can and like helping the one's mom with her catering business. Sure, absolutely. Those are all adventure <laughs> seeds, Elliot. A <laughs> recall for the events of Brett's the movie is amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe you remembered the name of the high school. <laughs> Oh god! All right. Well, I think that that I think that covers that question. I think that's a good idea. You're welcome. And so, if the makers <laughs> of Bretts are out there, if the owners of the rights of Bretts are interested in a role playing game, yeah, get in touch, and we won't get back to you. <laughs> so this is a uh, guys. Uh, what what if Penny met a dinosaur? Has been sweeping the nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rebecca Black has nothing on what if Penny met a dinosaur. So uh, these last two. Uh, or about messages. what a petty metal dinosaur. Yeah, the first one says, <laughs> written by Dan to Dan. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is from Brendan, last name withheld, and he says, So I googled what if Penny met a dinosaur, and the guy who made the comment on YouTube had just made the comment, Would you touch April's boobs? You, you, the letter you, <laughs> on a video of April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I felt you should be updated. <laughs> So they're carrying on the tradition, the investigative tradition that I started. I do want to point out that the person who wrote the letter's name was Brendan or Bren Dan. Oh, see, you gotta you gotta find the clues, put the pieces of the puzzle together. (laughs) So intricate, (laughs) worlds and worlds. It's like the Westing game. Okay, well this 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 is a similar. Would you touch April's boobs? What a ridiculous comment. Well, that's why he put it on the internet for the entire world to see. Unless it's what he was saying. He was watching this clip from Ninja Turtles, and he's going, Would you just touch April's boobs already? (laughs) Come on, Raphael. I don't even know how you answer that. Because, I mean... Come on, other reporter that works at the station. (laughs) Obviously, April... Krang. As an animated character... (laughs) Bebop, come on. (laughs) You're leaving money on the table here. You can see she wants it. (laughs) Rock said he'd be so upset. Continue. No, I'm just, as an animated character, you know, like obviously you can't. So, like in that context, it doesn't work. But he's saying is if 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 she was real, yeah, unless would it's you like touch Cool World or April's something. Boobs, and it, <laughs> if if you were in Cool World, then why wouldn't you? Yeah, you that's would. A, no, that's you would. Is the no, answer. So he's not. So he's not wondering why Baxter Stockman is not groping <laughs> April. I don't know. Maybe that was directed at us through the medium of YouTube comments. Maybe he knew that we would that we that we, we'd be brought get, to our attention by Brendan last name withheld. <laughs> Uh, that's good stuff. So this this last thing came in. <laughs> I want to know. I want to meet that guy. So bad, or not meet him, but I want to know who he is. So bad. Well, this this is another piece of the puzzle. This last thing oh. comes in from at unsupervised on Twitter. Uh, he sent a message, a direct message to us, or uh, he sent an at message at the Flophouse Pod. Uh, is that our Twitter presence? Yeah, that's our Twitter presence. And unsupervised says this goes even deeper than just Penny. And he sent a uh, Google search he had done uh, <laughs> with the words Metadinosaur and this gentleman's username. Mm-hmm. And so this gentleman also wants to know what would happen if these various characters Metadinosaur, <laughs> Kermit, <laughs> Bob from Sesame Street, Zach Wheezy from Dragon Tales. I don't know what that is. Ernie and Bert, Arthur the Aardvark, Grover, 
Super Grover. <laughs> it's Grover and Super I hate to bring it. The news to everybody. What? Grover and Super Grover are the same Grover. It's just in. Spoiler Same alert. monster. Big Bird, Telly, Abby Cadabby, Buddy the Dinosaur. That's sort of Wait, conceptual. That's, yeah. He's already a dinosaur. I don't know. I assume he met a dinosaur when he was born. Or you know? he met himself. Elmo. And then lastly, Roy G. Biv, the mnemonic to remember the hues of the visible spectrum. <laughs> so... So every so I guess the internet is a buzz over what would happen if these characters met dinosaurs. <laughs> yep. What a weird thing for this for the, to become the secondary reason for this podcast to exist. <laughs> Bad movies uh, and investigating this guy. Yeah, who loves to find out if. So I, also, if you're if you're uh, confused by this whole conversation, go back and listen to the Oscar episode, the uh, the flop. You probably skipped because we weren't talking about a movie. Yeah, but uh, Dan told a, but it's a riveting cano- tale. It's a canonical episode, so we're now going to be sure. referring back Essential. to it. Oh yeah, so it'll be in the Flophouse Essentials album. <laughs> yeah, Dan's. I think your story will be anthologized probably at some point. Yeah, it's probably Story Core is going <laughs> to put that. <laughs> we got to record this for future generations. Yeah. So uh, now is the point in the podcast where we make our movie recommendations, uh, probably quickly because we spent a lot of time on letters. Um, Rightfully a, so. A movie that we actually saw and enjoyed to watch perhaps instead of Skyline. Stuart, do you have something to Or recommend? you could always just watch Grass. What's that? Or, you know, like Wait, Is that a movie? Okay, uh, there watch. is a movie called Grass, but they like – or you could watch The Sky itself. Anything sure. is more interesting than Sky. Like an actual skyline is probably more interesting oh, than yeah. the movie skyline. Yeah. We have a uh, lovely one here in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to recommend a movie that is available uh, on demand on cable right now mm-hmm. called Black Death starring Sean Bean. Uh, it's made by the same guy who made uh, – a British filmmaker made the movie Severance and okay. Creep. Um, both good movies. I think I've recommended at least one of them before. Um, and it's kind of a thrill, like a, it's a, a, thrill it's a historical <laughs> thriller set during, uh, set in England during the bubonic plague. Um, and it's about a bubonic uh, plague. The, yeah, the bubonic plague. It's my, not, not boobs. The boob, <laughs> no, the bubonic plague. <laughs> However, yeah, it's a crazy movie. I'll explain it later. However, it's Pulitzer, not Pulitzer. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't remember. Oh yeah. It's about, uh, like a monk and a couple of, uh, mercenaries who are investigating why one village is completely untouched by the plague. Mm. Um, and it's turns out of, penicillin. It manages to be both, you know, I don't know why, uh, I, it manages to be dark and a interesting portrayal of both faith and the time period. And it's, it's good. I recommend it. And it's kind of gross. Okay. I like to recommend a movie I watched just this morning called uh, Winnebago Man. Cave Girl? No, Winnebago Man, (laughs) which is a a documentary. Oh, no, that was RV with Robin Williams, right? Oh, yeah. On vacation, no one can hear you scream. (laughs) Not that movie. I'm recommending Winnebago Man, a documentary about uh, a man who is the star of a famous uh, viral video, actually predated viral videos. It was passed around as, as uh, VHS tape for, for a while before YouTube was a thing. Like The Ring? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, uh, just a man wigging out and getting very angry and swearing during the making of a Winnebago uh, video. Um, a video selling Winnebagos. Yeah, but it was like also – it was kind of like an industrial. It wasn't like a commercial. Yeah. Um, I mean when you say Winnebago video, like that's not a common thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, and, you're, uh, you're, you're asking more questions than you're answering. 
And the filmmaker tracked this guy down to see, like, you know, like, I love this video, but what is this, you know, what's this guy's deal? And he he lucked into a much more interesting story than you might imagine would be the case, just being like, okay, who's the guy behind this viral video? But, it, I mean, just on that level, it addresses some questions about, um, you know, what it's like to live in this world where one aspect of a man's life can be uh, widely seen and be, like, the only thing that people know him for. But also beyond that, uh, just a character study of the the man who was discovered and how he's much more complex than that one moment in his life would suggest. Uh, so it was a good movie. I recommend I'd it. I'd like to see that one. And Black Death I'd like to see. I will recommend quickly a movie called Ballad of a Soldier. It's a Russian movie from the 50s that's set during World War II. Where it's available on Netflix. Watch, watch instantly, so it's not hard to find. Um, this soldier manages to knock out two tanks in a battle, and so as a reward for uh, basically winning the battle, they give him two days leave so he can go home and see his mother, and it's kind of about his his attempts to get back home and the people that he meets along the way and the things that happen to him, and it's just a very you know well-done, touching movie. It's, an, it's a nice movie to see that's a Soviet film, but it is not it, – the any kind of propaganda elements are very, very, very minor and subtle. And uh, it really, in a lot of ways, could as easily have been set anywhere. But it was very good, and I liked it a lot. Great. Well, guys, we've done it. We've done it again. Another episode. <laughs> the original Peaches. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, man. Thought you were safe, but no. Um, oh, man. So what's up? <laughs> should probably sign off. We don't okay. want to waste any more of these people's time. Sure we do. Sure. Uh, for the flop house, though. I've been Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. Check under your bed. It's Elliot Kalen. Good night, everyone. <laughs> you know, throw one in there for the fans. <laughs> There's you a know. lot of tension in the air, guys, because of Skyline. Yeah. I just want you all to know you're good friends of mine. Sure. So, no reason for it. Uh, I don't want to watch that again. <laughs> so, well, it wasn't scheduled, so. We're not going to lose this. Flopcast, right? Yeah, we're like not, Babylon AD, right? This is going to be well, BAD, we, we, huh? didn't, we, we just let it go, though, when that happened. We didn't watch Babylon AD. <laughs> no, we did not. Huh.